Welcome to the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasegee Fly Shop and Guide Service. Tuckasegee Fly Shop and Guide Service has three convenient locations to serve you. 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina. 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. And our newest location, 110 Depot Street, Waynesville, North Carolina. Tuckasegee Fly Shop and Guide Service is your number one stop prior and after your epic fly fishing adventure in western North Carolina. Tuckasegee Fly Shop and Guide Service probably carries industry-leading brands such as Sims, Orvis, Corkers, Sage, Rio, Scientific Anglers, Hatch, Nautilus, Lampson, Fish Pond, Scott Fly Rods, Echo, Umpqua, Hairline, Nature Spirit, Peak, Norvice, plus a large selection of flies and streamers. Check out www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information, book a lesson or guided trip, or even shop for your favorite Tuckasegee Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. Here in our silver shop today, we have Coach Dell Diesel Collins, and I'm your host, Shannon Big Mess Messer. We're a little light this week. Yes, we are. We done sent Bobby packing. Sent him packing all the way to Montana. He's packing to Montana. He's there. He's he cold. Landed a little while ago. It is cold out there. And I know he's wearing flip flops. Oh yeah. Cause that's what Bobby does. Yeah, I wore flip flops so much there. I started getting back trouble. That's why I'm wearing back in my sneakers now. Yeah, my back was jacked up. Just uh, from wearing flip flops too much. Hmm. Interesting. You know, stacking wood, wearing flip flops. Oh, moving furniture, wearing flip flops. That's not a smart thing. Laying floors. That's when I figured out they were the problem. Mm-hmm. So changed over sneakers, and it gradually got better. Mm. So, yeah. I guess it's all about that support and alignment. Yes. Not a podiatrist, but that's what they get paid for. That's right. That's right. So we are, uh, Bobby forgot to leave the instructions on how to run the visual part of today's show. So we almost had it figured out. We had the visual part tied in, but couldn't quite figure out um, the other piece to it. So it would have been like them silent movies. Yes. we. You would have... <laughs> You would have seen the lips of movement that there was no sound coming with it. Which that happens sometimes now with crappy internet. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's but, true for sure. Yeah, man. So Tropical Storm Fred just came through. Man, devastation. Haywood County's in a bad place right now. Yes. So it's a really bad deal. Historic flood occurring, still occurring over there. Uh, everything's back in the banks, but the damage is done. So they're looking for people and, uh, it's really a sad situation. So, um, next time you go fish the West Fork of the Pigeon, you can think about them folks up there. Um, cause living life up in them places, it ain't, it ain't all, it's, you know, made out to be as easy as it, you know, it's, it's hard living in some of these places. It It is. And I think, was it last count? Uh, 30 folks unaccounted for, and that list may be growing yeah. one way or the other, plus or minus. And, and if it's one, it's one too many. And they've probably found some, by, you know, by the no. time they read that statement, they probably found a few. Yeah. 
you know, and it was one's one too many. And, and you think about, you know, these locations and I have said it numerous times on the podcast, when you're up there in that pigeon watershed, you know, up on the West Fork, it's that, Hey, look, if you see that building up on that mountain, you need to get out. Well, they got dumped on and they got dumped on and it kept dumping on them. And that water rose, that's violent down through that valley. And it all goes down to Canton. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Canton is underwater again. It was Hurricane Ivan the last time this happened, which was in 2004. So less than 20 years apart, Mm -hmm. they have had two significant flooding events over there. Yeah. Do you think it's partly due to more pavement and, and development? Or is this just a cloudburst up the up the mountain and it just just rolled? I think that's a very viable thought or hypothesis. But if you look at where this water is coming from, down from the sunburst area, middle prong, yeah, uh, you know, big East Fork, little East Fork, things like that, you alongside of the road and is there growth? One would argue yes, but you got a lot of national forest land up yeah, there, there too. Is. Government, and when you get down toward the Bethel community, it's not. Once again, there's not, not much. It's not like you know. You see these scenes out of like Ellicott City, Maryland, where you got the cars rushing down the street and a flash flood stacking up on each other. That is a direct direct result of poor municipal planning. Of just paving everything, and then you got all that runoff's got to go somewhere. You know, you got to, you know, it, it, it's it's due is coming. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, when a when a neighborhood gets upstream, gets ten to twelve inches of rain, that's problematic for everybody downstream. So, because I don't think Canton itself got maybe five to eight, I guess I would say, but upstream they doubled that. So, yeah, and you know. I looked at yesterday's numbers. Mike helped me see yesterday's numbers before the rain event. <laughs> so I saw the West Fork of the Pigeon was at 220. Now, I know last night when I was watching all this unfold, I saw it hit over 2,000. Yes. All right, and that's a lot. And today, you know, it's, it's, it's draining. It's coming back down. But to go from 220 to 2,200, you know, and it was from my understanding that East Fork was like a sixteen foot wall of water. So if it's normally running, let's say it's normally running eighteen inches, a foot and a half at the gauge. So that's about a fourteen and a half, fifteen foot wall of water coming down. And it's quick. I mean, it's gonna come up quick. You can go look at the USGS and see those spikes. So really uh really a crazy thing. So what else we got on that Shandog? You looking something up over there? Yeah, I was looking. I I remember last night showing Tanya this, and it was at ten thousand. Well, different gauges. Yeah, I was I was looking at you know some gauges, yeah. and this was this well, was one further, that hit thirty eight thousand. This was further up the stream. Yeah. So you think when you got the other ones that are flowing into it, and when we talk about development, yeah, this is really where there's no development. Right. Right. So to give you a kind of an idea of of, of what it was at. There's a lot of water. When it comes that fast, that hard, yeah. we know that that sunburst or West Fork of the Pigeon, which a lot of you folks are familiar with, with fishing over there, how wide that stream bed is. Yeah. And when that water comes up, it's one of the few places when it rains that you can still fish. 
just because a lot of times that stream bed is is dry. It's not fully engulfed. But certainly, to me, a wall of water would seem like something out of a movie. You yeah. know, a scene from a movie, just just that coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, big boulders up there. Mm-hmm. Some timber. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely. Well, that's, I mean, it's, you know, we don't know because we didn't see it happen at that moment. But was it a mud flow even? Was it? Was the front end of it logs and sticks and mud or, you know, was it just, you know, just the water? We weren't there to see it, so we don't know. But Yes. um, There was two telling things, videos that I saw last evening. And both these were down as you're leaving Canton going toward the Inca Candler area on the old Asheville Highway. Mm -hmm. Down below the hot spot. Hominy Creek. Um, So as you go down that particular way, you saw the... The vehicle's floating. Yeah. And then I seen a house floating. Yeah. Yeah. It floated somebody's house. Yeah. And it was just, uh, and that water was obviously heavy sediment. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of debris in it. That's right. Lots of debris. Um, Moved lawnmowers in the middle of the road, all kinds of stuff. Well, the Crusoe Community Center is sitting in the middle of 276. Is it really? They slid it over. The pictures on Smoky Mountain News. They slid it over to make sure they could get emergency vehicles past it. But wow! Um, and beyond that, the Triple Arch Bridge um, is that on two fifteen? Yeah, that's going up past uh, the West Fork. Right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. correct. That um, my understanding is that bridge is out. Oh, really? Yeah, like that's chunks of it are missing. Wow! So wow, that's that's that bridge has been there for how long? I mean that was a oh you that was when they built the parkway. Oh my gosh, man! I'm I'm 50. Yeah, it's older than me. Yeah, so wow, definitely a flood. And so over in Nanahala, you had you had you know of course this is left over from the fires of 2016. We're going to be experiencing slides over there for the next handful of years. But there was a slide there, just another one of these shoots, just clearing itself down to the bedrock and mud and trees coming across Highway 19 there in the Nantahala Gorge and. You know, people are, I've already seen it starting. People are, you know, sharing in these Facebook groups, you know, Nanahala, you know, cut off and la da 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 da. It's closed. And yeah, it is on the short term, but there's a quarry over there. There's whitewater rafting companies. That thing's going to be open by five, according to my intel, my sources. 5 p.m. today, the road will be back open. They always get that one open. Quick. Yeah. Well, the quarry does help. And they got yeah. a lot of heavy they got a lot of heavy equipment over there. They run out they, there. They, they, that's that's uh you, know, you got that highway going through there. So and that's a that's a major artery to the western part of the state. It is. So you definitely you know just for emergency preparedness have to have it back open. So that'll that'll be good. Blue Ridge Parkway's closed. Um, they hope they they said the southern end's still in pretty bad shape, but they you know they're going to have it open. I imagine by the weekend. You know so. I think around the outskirts of Asheville, it's already back open. Yeah, just watch your uh, – if you're going to those places, just look online at the uh, park website. They'll have a list of those road closures right. for you to, to take Their a Their Twitter look accounts do a great job, too. They actually do a good job with that as well. That they do. Uh, uh, definitely knew a lot of rain was coming, but I didn't know that, that much rain was coming. Yeah. Uh, and we had seen, what, about a day prior? Mm-hmm. Some real heavy localized amounts. Yeah, in certain parts places. of Jackson County near Panther Town, Toxaway had ten inches or so, eight inches. Yeah, and that's when Duke Energy got nervous and started letting all the water out the tub. I, I give. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about Duke for a second. 
Last week, we're not talking basketball, but last week, Duke (laughs) Energy, on their lake level page, they started running water around the clock in anticipation. And this was happening on, I believe, Friday this started. Mm -hmm. If not the latest, it was going Saturday, but it it started. Yeah. And they started dumping water. Um, And... I continue to monitor the lake levels page to see what are the lakes doing. How, you know, they're dropping water. Right. How much water is filling back up in the lake as they're <laughs> letting water go out of yeah. it? At one point in time, Cedar Cliff Lake had risen 18 feet. Jeez. I saw where uh, – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And back in 04, when Ivan hit, they didn't necessarily do that. Yeah. And I think that really helped this county – the mm-hmm. folks downstream of the Tuckasegee that they got yeah. ahead of it really quick. Makes sense. Lessons learned from that time frame. Yeah. There. So kudos to to Duke Energy for doing that. Because that's part of the dams is con- flood control. That's what they told them people back in the thirties. Yes, it is. They took the land. It's all about money. Yeah. At oh, the end of the is. day. Oh yeah. But yeah. How many how many millions of dollars do you think Duke makes on a storm like this, letting all that water out through the turbines? I don't know. I wonder how much money they spend on storm crews. Yeah, that's true. Because usually that's time and a half as soon as they leave yeah. home. It's not that. on the clock. Well, but, but it doesn't cost them because we're the ones paying for it. Still, it's it's going through a budget somewhere. Yeah, it's going in account, leaving an account. But I want you know they got to be selling that extra power off to somebody, Georgia Power. or... Apparently, Waynesville's got its own power company. <laughs> yeah, they, they buy all that from Sumter. Yeah, they do. they buy South it. Carolina. That's crazy. Haywood Electric buys and repurposes as well. You know, Haywood Electric's got power up there at Toxaway. Is that right? They got power at Toxaway, some down on 281. And then you've got a lot of, um, you know, Clyde. You got some up Can- Candler, yeah. up uh, uh, Highway 151 out through there. And was it 181? And then you've got, uh, and then all the way down through Cove Creek, Sutton Town, uh, you know, White Oak, all the way down to to Waterville mm-hmm. um, is Haywood Electric, but they're not generating power. They're buying that and they're maintaining those lines. Yeah. That places like, you know, Carolina Paralite years ago before it became Duke, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't service because right. it's so remote. Yeah. Let someone else do it. Yeah. That's what kind of like doing. our internet. It's a co op. It's a co op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, well, hey, coming up this weekend, we do have Hook, Line, and Drinker. Um, there are two other fly shops besides us and some other guide outfits and then a couple outdoor stores and a bunch of beer. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. They just need to put that Alan Jackson Papa Top Again song on repeat. There you go. Papa Top. That's right. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a good time. Three to seven at Bridge Park, downtown Silva, North Carolina Trout Capital. So, Mad Money Mike Hodge is going to be out there slinging rat cards and... Mad Money Mike. Giving out free air air high fives. How about that? (laughs) He didn't say Magic Mike. (laughs) What did I say? Mad Money Mike? Mad Money Mike. (laughs) What that Magic Mike a movie or something, wasn't it? That was a movie, Shannon. Yeah. How'd you know? I I didn't go see it. I thought it was a movie. <laughs> I didn't go see it. And my, I mean, a lot of the wives were talking we, we about We're going to be giving out free air high fives. That's right. 
Because we ain't going to be shaking nobody's hand in this COVID spike because it don't matter if you got a vaccination or not, you getting COVID. You got the ouchie-fouchie, it don't matter. No, it matters. Oh, no, no, it don't matter. I, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. The ouchie-fouchie. That's right. The Fauci-ouchie. I, Fauci, I heard it called that. that, and I was like, that is perfect. It is. The Fauci-ouchie. That's it. Now you need a third Fauci-ouchie. So for all you immunocompromised, mm. how about that? Very good. Go get you another one. Very My good. mother's going to get hers. Yeah. She is... Uh, they told her she's not immunocompromised. She is um, fragile. <laughs> fragile. <laughs> they just called her fragile. fragile. I, I don't know if they said like fragile. Immune's like, I don't know. I think they, she said they called her something fragile. Make so, you feel better? I'm fragile. Yeah, you're not immunocompromised. You're, you're fragile. fragile. Like, I don't know. What would you rather be? I think I'd rather be immunocompromised than called fragile. Man, I don't know. If somebody ever called me fragile, it'd be hard to not take that personal. <laughs> yeah, look at you, fragile. Yes. Yeah. 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 Are we talking about my emotional <laughs> state? It's <laughs> another side of Dell we don't know about. He's fragile. Hey, you know what? Dale's fragile. You catch me in the mornings before my coffee hits, and it can be fragile. Oh, my gosh. That Shannon's was... seen me fragile. Yeah. I think we've all seen each other fragile in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so yeah, hook, line and drinker. It's, it, you know, hopefully be a good time. And, um, you know, of course, you know, the party will continue at all the breweries locally there. Uh, definitely bring a mask. I saw they're going to be doing vaccines out there too. Are you serious? Yeah. It's going to be a like vaccine, a vaccine at, drive. Like you can come get your COVID and a vaccine at the same day. So if you get your shot prior and then go in, are you like, yay me? I'm good to go. What if you got COVID? Like came into contact of COVID the same time you get the vaccine, you start feeling bad from the vaccine. You don't think nothing about it. You just keep going and spreading it to everybody. I was curious about that. That's kind of scary, isn't it? It's definitely possible. Man, there's, I mean, I don't mean to go down the, the COVID right. rabbit hole there, right. but so yeah, you can uh, come have a beer and get a shot. That's right. So, so do you think it's worse this now than it was this time last year? Yeah. You can, you can go to Google and look at the data. So, um, the number of cases for the same week of August on a seven day average, Jackson County was at zero and three. Like if, if you go, if you hover over the different days on the seven day rolling average, currently the last time I looked, we were at 36 as our seven day, 36 new cases per day, seven day rolling average. So, um, that's substantially different. That's like January, February numbers is where we're at right now. And that's that's when my family experienced it. Um, and certainly it seemed like it was everywhere. So, But the yeah. difference is, is the way it's being approached this time. Well, there's... there's I, mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of differences into. where <laughs> before we would have been closed, shut down. Well, that's, uh, that, that's what I don't understand. Hospitalizations yeah. are going up. People aren't necessarily dying from Delta, um, but hospitalizations are, seems like they're more than what they were even at the worst of it for this area, and everything's wide open. I don't understand that. Yeah, as long as people can get them, get workers, they're open. So Schools are open. Schools are back in. Colleges back in. Yeah. Classes in person. Um, well, Jackson County COVID can't believe we're talking about COVID on this podcast. People probably listen to this just to not hear about it. Yeah. Some people are probably There's one thing, head. though. If you're on the water by yourself, you're probably not going to get COVID. 
This is true. I mean, fly fishing is mean, a social distance. It is a social distance. So, yeah, aspect. for Jackson County, I'm, and, and I, this is, I can pull up Mecklenburg County here for Charlotte and probably scare some people, but for Jackson County, our seven-day average is 26. Okay. On August 17th, there were 37 new cases. Okay. Now, take this into consideration. It is WCU move-in. Yes. So, um, ever since the beginning of August, when our case counts did start going up, is since college kids have been moving back in. And nothing against college. No, students. no, no. Yeah, yeah but it, I mean, we had a didn't last year though when they came back. We yeah. had it. We had the same thing. Yeah, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this. But there was but, a little spike. That's yeah. that three. But but there was also <laughs> three. But there was also the push to wear face coverings all the time, whether whether they work or they don't work. It's there was more of an emphasis yeah. on you know oh, washing gosh. your hands, all that kind of Here stuff. Here we go, Mecklenburg County. Seven day average five hundred and fifty one new cases. August seventeenth new cases four hundred and twenty four. So our thirty seven that's high to us. So it's all relative, right? Right. So yeah, just be careful, folks. Um, if you come to the hook line and drinker, you know, do some do some air high fives, and uh, we'll be Michael throw a rat card at you if you're interested, and um, you know, come up in the shop. We we've got social distance distancing measures. Still in the shop. We still got our uh, Lexan shield up there at the checkout register. Which, I, which at first it was took a little bit to get used to, but I, I hey, kind of like it. Man. You know what? As soon as that dude sneezes on you, you you're like, glad you got it. Yeah. So, but um, no. And so yeah, we we're, we hope everybody can come up and it's it's from what everything I can tell on the weather forecast, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. So, um. So we'll we'll be looking forward. We'll try to record. Will Bobby be back by the next time we do this again? Uh, no, I'll actually be gone. You'll be gone, so I'll just and do this by myself. You'll be solo. You'll be Han Solo. You'll have to show me that part you'll too. You have to be Han Solo. You'll have to give me the audio instruction. And I'll well, figure out this you know, so part. Tuesday I fly out Wednesday. Maybe me and Mike will do it. Yeah, Mad Money Mike. Mad Money Mike. Mad Money Mike on the mic. Mad Money Mike on the mic. Um. But I, I will tell you this, kind of promising here. I know we've kind of talked about some things, been all over the place, because we didn't really plan a specific topic topic. And I did go to our Bryson City shop, took some new product down there to Anna uh, so she could get put that in the floor for folks to purchase. I did drive up to Deep Creek, and the Deep Creek actually looked pretty good. The water flow was up, but it was – you know, fishable and definitely the next 24, 48 hours. By the time you listen to this, even by the weekend, I think deep Creek will be in excellent shape. The color looked good, a little mm-hmm. tinge to it, but you can see bottom. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, if you want to come and fish the area, just avoid Haywood County all around. Yeah. And find your other places up in the national park along the lefty watershed, maybe Bradley Fort, places like that. And you will have some opportunities to fish. So if you want to couple this together and you want to fish early in the morning, then come to hook, line, and drinker later. Yeah. I think it's a viable option. Oh, yeah. As as bad as some things we've talked about, you're going to have opportunities because the rest of the week is supposed to be pretty dry. That's right. It's going to be dry. Still got vegetation sucking up water. So you're going to have chances to get out there and get on some fish. And and prior to this hitting, uh, you know, our guys on their off days have been fishing uh, some of these places and, and having some good success. I had some good success the other evening after closing the shop in Bryson City. And, uh, you know, this is a time of year that can be sneaky good. If you play your cards right, you got a good drift. Uh, you know, you've you, this is really is when rubber meets the road. Yeah. And, and so I would say, though, the stream beds have probably been scoured pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be pretty clean. Um, won't that make some hungry trout, though? I would think so. 
Yeah. I would think so. But uh, but I don't think all's lost here. I think no, there's some no, no. things I mean, some there's some good news. We've had rains sure. like this over the winter that were worse. Absolutely. So oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see the tuck hit thirty thousand about once a winter, and, and it, it didn't get it above did. twenty. It, it didn't at all. And that's In the Bryson thing. City. That's right. I, that's where I you know compliments off to to Duke for you know for that mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And and uh, you know I'll be a part of that too is you know the ground sucking up. Yeah, water. You have vegetation that's drinking that water too. That certainly helps a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, we we quickly forget about that. Well, and you know, the, talking about the groundwater, we were doing some some work over there on Emory's land where we hunt, and he took a excavator up there and worked on the road and get some drainage right. And it's soggy, and this was before this event. I mean, it's muddy as all get out, and we're up the mountain. We're you know we're a quarter mile from a creek. So these these mountains suck the water up, literally up the mountain, um, and it, you know you can you can be walking in a field and then you walk into the woods and you'll feel that humidity change. Those woods hold that water. Yes. So uh, it, it's pretty amazing, but uh, it's it's really muddy now. Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. Drainage is important. Yeah. I know all about that. What else yeah. we got? We got well, some new stuff. We did Chris get Pond. some new stuff, man. And, and and the video is up on our YouTube channel. Go check that out. That is that is some good stuff. There's nothing out on that uh, pack yet like this. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. It Bobby is. and Shannon made a great great production there. Yeah, and um, so what we got? We'll just kind of give you the verbal version of it. It's like they used to do the old uh, the old play theater when you're driving in your car. <laughs> Someone knock on your door. Hello, come in. Uh, but no, Fish Pond has got this awesome, awesome new um, new product. It's the Firehole Backpack. Mm-hmm. And one can only guess it's named after the Firehole River. Yeah. Uh, since my thumbnail is the Firehole River in the background. Right. Yeah, that, that kind of gives it away. <laughs> it kind of right? gives it away, right? But this backpack is is fantastic. Now, it is not a waterproof backpack. It is just a regular backpack, and it's got some water-resistant zippers on the front of it. But what is neat about this backpack? There's a, there's a few things that really stand out to me uh, in their thought process. Mm-hmm. Number one, the net. Mm-hmm. A lot of these backpacks that you see on the market, and I'm not going to call out the name brands, but you folks have seen them, that when you got a backpack on, it goes to the very back. Yeah. So I'm not Gumby, and when I go to reach for a net, you I can't I can't. You don't do it. yoga? I can't. I can't. I don't you think do I yoga. do yoga. You should do yoga, Shane. Ha- you're right. I probably you should. Can, you can get those little, um, what do they call them, the little blocks. Okay. For like the old people to use. Okay. Well, I'm just not <laughs> long enough. I can't make it happen. Where here on the right side and the left side, there's a slot that you put your net in. And uh, we put it on in here to make sure we could do it if it was mm-hmm. plausible. And it's it's plausible mm-hmm. it, to actually use the net. So it's a useful net holder. Okay. The second thing that's unique about it is that the uh, lumbar belt is actually removable. So if you want to take that belt off and maybe use it as a day pack mm-hmm. uh, maybe take it on the airplane with you you don't want those extra straps yeah uh, you can do that as well but inside that belt area that lumbar support type area it's got some nice zipper pockets to you know store some extra stuff and you know, tungsten putties and floatants your favorite things that you'd want to put in there everybody yeah. does things differently of course your um, straps on the front I think are nicely designed. They're not too wide. They're not too narrow. Yeah. And I think sometimes packs, they miss that. For me, I'm, I'm not a big guy, but it's 
Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. sometimes the straps can be just like too wide and just too too beefy. How big a boy are you? You know, all right, Roy. <laughs> um, uh, but they did a great job with this pack, and it can be used as a system. Yeah, because when you get that, uh, you know, that Canyon Creek day pack, mm-hmm. you can buckle that to the front of the uh, the fire hole. It also pack. buckles on the back. Also buckles on the back. So if you're walking in, uh, you know, toward Cabin's Flats or somewhere like that around here, it can be on the back. You got your front open. You don't mm-hmm. have that extra in the front. You know, causing you to sweat when you get there. You just put it in the front. And yeah. The way you go fish, or, or, I don't know how useful it'll be, but it's there. Yeah. You have the other part that rolls out that you can hook your uh, waders and boots into on the back, so it's not in the pack and yeah. it's vented. Uh. The verdict out on that, That's but, it's, right. but it's there. Yeah, I, I think that you know light stuff. It might be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, it 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 attaches and it's got four attachment points, so it's in there pretty good. So maybe a rain jacket or something too could yeah. be. That could be it. And it's got a hydration bladder area. Doesn't come with the hydration bladder, but it does have a hydration bladder. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to take one up to Montana. I think you are too. Yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's yes, I am. It's gonna be my carry on and my fishing. I mean, it's gonna you know hold a camera, rain jacket, first aid kit, your lunch. I mean, it'll hold everything you need. That's right. I do wish they do this. Make a pack that's half waterproof at the bottom, and like this one at the top. So they cut down on the weight. It cut down on the cost. Because think about it. Let's say you're wading crossing a river. You're not gonna go above your chest anyway. Because you'll have water coming in your waders. So you don't need the top of the pack unless you just really need it to be serve as a PFD or something, a life jacket, um, you know, flotation device. You don't really need your pack to be fully submersible in most situations. Unless you're planning on fishing through, you know, whatever rain event like Tropical Storm Fred or, um, I don't know, you know, wading the salt flats where waves might hit you or you might fall in the water maybe. I don't know, but... I don't know. I just don't need the whole thing to be submersible, and I wish they'd kind of meld those two ideas. It's I, a good point. Even if you take a hip pack, either it's waterproof or yeah. it's not. There's yeah. no hybrid with it. Where here, if you're going to carry some electronics, you definitely want to get a you know a dry sack, mm-hmm. which we yeah. have here at the shop, and, and yeah. that'll cover you with that that's true but you know i noticed that on some of our waterproof backpacks that we've sold whether it's fish pond or whatever some of those folks aren't even anglers they're photographers they're doing stuff like that that's right and they're spending that three and fish ponds coming out with uh sleeves that fit into those fully submersible packs to be dividers and you just insert them like if you've already got one let's say you got a sling pack or a backpack or I think I think it's the same piece works for all the lumbar, the sling, and the backpack. You can put put it in there. It's universal kind of, and then have dividers. And that's been a complaint of the fully submersible stuff too. Is that it's just a shell. It's just it, all it is is shell. And if, you know, obviously, if water gets in, it's hard to get it out. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we're we're excited about this pack. Retails one fifty nine, one seventy, one seventy. Just kidding, one seventy nine, one seventy nine, one eighty. Sorry, it's all right. One seventy nine ninety five ninety nine. Close, close enough for horseshoes and hand grenades. So that for for all the features that are on that pack, it probably should be two forty. It, it's a great value, it, and you have to look at it. Where are you going to use this thing at? How are you mm-hmm. going to use it? What are the many uses of it? 
Because yeah. it doubles. It doesn't double. It's almost like three packs. Mm-hmm. You get a day pack. You can use it with the lumbar support, and you can fish with that exclusively. Yeah. Or you can couple it with the other you know, Canyon Creek and right. have a system. And that's really what I stressed in the video is it's a system. Yeah. And, of course, all you fish pond fans know that all the accessory points are there, all your Hypalon tabs and all the stuff you currently have or maybe another fish pond pack is going to go right over to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got two two pockets on the side if you want to put a rod tube. It's also got the place for the um, for the straps. Also, if you have some of those other straps that you can add to it. But I I really think that as far as a pack of that stature, uh, you know, I've had the Orvis Safe Passage one with kind of the frame on it that I've had for, gosh, six years or so now. Fan of that. It's got a little weight to it. Mm -hmm. But this here is definitely an upgrade. And the travel aspect of it is going to be easier. Well, and the the industry – Everybody's chasing fish ponds packs. I mean, that you know, you, you look at some of the new stuff coming out from these other companies, and they're emulating a lot of the designs that fish pond piloted and engineered. So, um, you know, you kind of want to go straight to the source on some of this stuff. I, and I have no qualms with the Orvis bug out pack. Yeah, I I, I feel like their net. Yeah, on the back, that big wide mm-hmm. mouth on it is was really well thought out on mm-hmm. it. I think they did a good job with their tippet stowage, uh, tippet garage mm-hmm. on some of their other packs. The one, the, the one thing though, and, and I see people wearing them, and, and I think they're they're good packs. Is when you when you buckle your chest pack yeah. to the bug out pack, you've only got two attachment points. Right. Where on the fish pond you have four, mm-hmm. and you can take the other fish pond packs, whether you have the cross currents chest pack already. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You can attach that to this if you want to. Yeah. If you want to take the what the waterproof version of it there is. Can't remember the name, but it, it attaches to it. Mm-hmm. So there's already packs on the market that Fishpond has. Yeah. That will automatically attach to this. San Juan. They kept it very very universal. Yeah, they did. Very universal. They absolutely did. Yeah, they they did. Do you know, but packs are something that can make your day or break your day on the water. That's right. Have we covered are we we do we have a plan to do an episode on backpacks? We hadn't got there yet. Yeah. Uh, but but if you think about it, because it is a direct extension of you. Yeah. If places are not in the right area, you're not as efficient on the water. Efficient. Which, if you're efficient and you don't have to look to grab items, mm-hmm. you get more fishing done. Yeah. And That's it can right. be more comfortable too. It's kind mm-hmm. of fit right. Mm-hmm. So it was the old adage is there's the butt for every seat. There's there's, there's a, a pack for everybody. Every so this fish pond pack may not be for someone else yeah. where the bug out pack may be. Right. There, there's there's those things there. But that hats off to fish pond and, uh, you know, a new product that decided to get real early. I was yeah. like Santa Claus in here opening boxes. Yeah. No, it's great. It's uh, it's available now. It's also online. Uh, FlyShopUSA.com. And uh, you can pick that up. Um, free shipping on orders over 100 there. So uh, we got a fishing report, Shannon. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll get a fishing report, and of course, the fishing report is brought to you by Norvice. Tie better flies faster and efficiently. As, Efficient as the other guys. Man, shop just blew up. It did. That's perfect, man. We'll start giving out Mad, autographs here. Mad Money Mike is on it. Mad Money Mike. There we go. That's right, man. Well, it's fun watching these guys. That's right. We had oh, little, yeah, that, little, that little silent moment. I was waiting right for the I was waiting watching. for the water. 
Well, you know, Randy might be driving. Hey, Randy. It'll hope, hit you. Hope, hope Randy. There oh, it is. That's for Randy. And, you know, I wonder if. Uh, Thanks again, Randy, for the bourbon. Absolutely. The Good stuff, man. Very, hope, very tasty. Hopefully, that'll be somebody this weekend right there. There you go. Hooked up going on the back there. That's a, that's a flooded log going downstream on the pigeon. <laughs> oh, man. Shouldn't laugh at that, I guess. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely unfortunate. But, like I said earlier, there will be places to fetch. Yeah. Just be smart about terrestrials, it. Terrestrials. All the terrestrials still working. I, I think we're still in that game. Um, Shannon and I were talking, and Shannon put it in his video report that we posted earlier this week, you know, throwing those big things up in the national park, the big foam things and the droppers. And what I like to do this time of year is drop a – Big old rubber leg stonefly, you know. The Yankees call it a pats. Then the South, we call it a girdle bug. And you know why? What? Why? Tell me why. So the reason it's called a girdle bug is because all the poor people around here, uh huh, the rubber came out of the wives' girdle. Well, I knew that part. That's so why it's called a girdle bug. Yeah, well, I knew the girdle. And it was yeah. white. It was white rubber or yellow rubber, yeah. Yeah. and just black chenille. That's right. That's why it's called a girdle bug. Yeah. How many versions of that pattern do you think there is now? Well, there's stone, you know, they call it stoneflies. Like, it is, like if somebody calls them, some, comes in a shop and they say they're looking for a stonefly, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. And there's eight different stoneflies before you even get to that one. Yeah. Live there's, action. Downtown yeah, there is live action. But they work. They're effective. Yeah. They always work. Yeah. I know. But so suspending things, back yes. to the back to the tank. Yes. Suspending things under the hoppers or Chernobyl's. Those fish aren't used to seeing those stoneflies mid-column like that, and they will jump on them because um, they're already looking up, trying to take advantage of this time of year. So, You know what color I like to fish this time of year? What color do you like to fish this time of year, We have the one that kind of has that gold bead on it, yeah. and the chenille is kind of that greenish-yellowish type yep, color. Yep, yep, and yep. I find with these golden stones we got coming off right now, That's right. that that pattern can be real effective, mm-hmm. that particular color. Where other times I I do well with kind of the darker like your black black yeah. coffee, um, variegated those type yeah. colors. But this year with the stones we have coming off, that can be real effective. That's right. The other thing that can work, you know, Mike Mad Money Mike can vouch for this here. Some soft tackles. Yeah. You know, um, Mike Rader was in here. You know, talking about you know fishing soft tackles exclusively and doing really well with those. Yep. So you know those are those are working good. Don't always forget about those That's midges. Right. When I say midges, everybody thinks of zebra midge. Um, we were talking other types of midges, and they're easy to tie, honestly. People are intimidated. A lot of times it's just thread, maybe just a yeah. smidge of dubbing. And the key to fishing those type patterns is you're not sinking them to the bottom. Right. They have to be able to move. Uh, yeah. It's a different part of the water column, and, and these fish will, will eat those. That's right. Uh, you know, Baker and you know, Preston got excited about what I talked about, and they went and they went through some big stuff. Yeah, uh, up through there, they were pretty nice. excited about that. Different, different change of pace there for them. That's right, and it will work this time of year. Still, certainly fish early morning. Yeah, fish, fish morning time for sure. If you want to fish all day, go up higher elevations. It's doable. Yeah, it's certainly doable. I like that half and half. Start out in the morning down low, and then go fish for the brook trout in the afternoon. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. We, you know, we've had some of our regulars in here in the last week um, as well talk about uh, some of these small little rookie streams have been real productive with, yeah. uh, you know, different parachute flies. Didn't really matter what they were throwing. They were just launching like a torpedo out of a yeah. submarine, you know. Opportunistic feeders. Very, very opportunistic there. And uh, so that that can be in play as well. Yeah. It's still wet weightable. Mm-hmm. Still wet weight. 
and um, just have to be here to do it. That's it. Yeah, getting to the river is half the sport. That's it. Looking good is the other half. That's right. I, and and we we're, can help them with that. We're fortunate to just be able to experience those fish when they jump on the hook. That's right. I, I will say though, always match your leader tippet size to the size fly you're throwing, you're casting. Yeah. Top water. So if you're if you're throwing a size, you know, ten foam body fly, you mm-hmm. you got to use some some heavier stuff there. Yeah. And don't be intimidated because I was throwing some four racks up through there and. And uh, I come unbuttoned, man, on a big old cuss. I actually had an adjective that I said out loud, but uh, I can't say on here. We'd have to take the explicit material button. But uh, it was it was a hey, dude. Yeah. She was sweet. It big was, old cuss. She was a big one. She is a great big Moby Dick oh boy. of a fish. Uh, but yeah, it it, it was uh, you know an area that people said, "Oh, you won't catch no fish." Mm-hmm. Guess what? Nice fish there. Nice fish there. Right behind. Gotta love it. Right behind that two patch. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I, I changed. You know, I, you know, I wanted you know fish. Mm-hmm. I wanted big fish exclusively. That's all I was targeting. So I so I clipped off and I went to my aunt. Boom! Immediately fish. Mm-hmm. A lot of fish, but it's like not the size I was looking yeah. for. I'm like, so let's go back and see, man. That's that the beautiful. Sense. You know, and, and if you do something like that, I man, just stick to it. If you want to work something, teach yourself. Stick with it. That's it. Don't don't give up, man. It'll make you better in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So I change early, change often. But stick with it. Stick so with I, it. You stick with it. You gotta stick with it. Yeah. You know, if you don't have success in the first twenty minutes, don't give up. Don't. Somebody could have fished it. There could be anything. Yeah. There. But I could fish behind Shannon. Hey, man, I did fish the centric though. How was it? Dude. Was it sweet? It's sweet. <laughs> you can roll cast that thing from here to the Did Bobby take that to Montana? No. Can I take it to Montana? We'll see. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why Bobby. Bobby took that. He's a big fan of that flex. Oh, that 10-foot four. Gosh. That thing's heavy as a club, God dude. Me. With that big old reel on it and stuff, that <laughs> thing's a club. I ain't strong enough to hold it up. Uh, but no, man, I got to tell you, man, that centric, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll do respect. Andy Paddock Paddock got a four weight from us. Yeah. One of, one of several people who got one. And he said, and Andy's a Winston guy. Yeah. Andy is a big Winston guy. He, he said by far it was the best casting rod yeah. that he's ever had, that he ever fishes. Um, but I did get the six weight with the fighting butt. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I was glad I had it up Deep Creek that day. Yeah. Ooh, Deep Creek. Yep. So where's that? And um, throwing those big flies, perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It, it, was, it had a nice feel, very accurate, uh, nice reach cast. Uh, it's things that you want out of a yeah. rod. I think it's going to be fantastic out west. That's cool, and I think here, in a, you know, for some bass and stuff like that too, it'd be a nice it'll uh, convert over. I to that. think it'd convert over that quite well, and that's why I wanted to get that. Yeah. Actually, that's cool. Yeah, well, I can't wait to take it with me to Montana. I bet you can't, man. <laughs> I'm sure we can probably make that happen, man. We can, we can make that happen for sure. It's like inviting myself to the party. I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite myself to take your that's right. fly ride. That's right. What was it? Our cousin from Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, oh man, what else we got, man? That's I don't know. It. I think that's about it. Um, just on audio this week, Bobby's gone. We we really we Dell put the varsity effort into this thing. <laughs> we got everything, but I found the cloud. We found the cloud. Just, just couldn't couldn't make it work, man. There just wasn't enough rain in. It's that okay, cloud, man. It's all right. Happen. It's all right. We're back to old school. Appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, appreciate people emailed us. Uh, I got mm-hmm. a couple of personal emails last evening. You know, people checking about the water up here. Really, yeah. thank you, thank you, folks, for that. And uh, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, 2021 has been pretty good to us. 
And it's all because of the folks that are listening and and, uh, and definitely uh, coming and spend money with us, and we appreciate that. Don't think we That's say it. that enough, but we really do appreciate everybody out there. All hearts and minds clear? I think so. Uh-huh. Unless you unless you have something special I don't know about. No. Okay. <laughs> not that I think of. Come yeah, and am see I supposed us? to? I don't know. Come don't and see know. us in Waynesville. Waynesville's open. Waynesville's it's been great open. meeting new people over yep. there. Um, people are still finding out about us. That's that's been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're starting to see those you know same you know the familiar folks you know getting familiarity with people coming in several times over and uh, figuring things out and helping people. It's just been a lot of fun. So, and uh, give folks a landmark over there if they're trying to find the shop in Wings. Well, give give them a landmark. Go to the courthouse and go down the hill. Very good. So if you go to Frog Level, go up the hill. Very good. We're about halfway. Is that, that good for relative geography? I think that, that works, man. For? Yeah. Let's give people Down the street from Orchard Coffee. Orchard Coffee. So uh, we are showing up on Google Maps. That's affirmative. Good. So, Perfect. Yeah, it's um, it's in it's in good shape. It's been a lot of fun over there for sure. It so. is. Uh, there is parking out front of the shop. Mm-hmm. The, it's parallel parking, but the parking lot spots are big. They are. They are big. And uh, parallel parking there. There's also parking behind, and there is a parking garage. Yes. So if you're pulling a boat, you're visiting, and you got a drift boat. If you go down behind us and park, yeah, there's it. You know, I I pulled, I did a U-turn in back there pulling the boat one day, and it's tight. I mean, if some if there's people parked back there, it might get hard to do. But it's an old bank behind us, so you can kind of use that drive through to do a little three point deal there if yeah. you need to. I've had to do that. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's there. Yeah. I mean, God gave you legs. So I've seen people walk from that shopping center to get to us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get to us. Good deal. Well, that's awesome. Man. Well, folks, thanks so much. Absolutely. We'll Good job, Mr. Time. Dale. Yeah, you too, Shane. Mad Money Mike holding the fort down over there. We need to have Mad we Money got, Mike. We got to get Mad Money Mike. We got to get there. an interview with Mad Money Mike. Mad Money Mike. He's grinning from ear to ear right now. Man, the stories. I bet he's got some oh. good stories from back in the sports day. He's <laughs> <laughs> we said is it. Is that a real phone call, Mike? I or think you just so. trying to ignore us? <laughs> Man, folks, we, we certainly appreciate everybody listening from the bottom of hearts. We really appreciate you folks there. And uh, we'll catch you next week or the next one. That wraps up another exciting and informative episode of the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasichi Fly Shop and Guide Service located at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina and 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. Be sure to visit www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information, book a guided trip, or even shop for your favorite Tuckasichi Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. If you have a question or comment, feel free to send those to info at tuckflyshop.com or give us a call 1-828-488-3333. For Coach Dell Diesel Collins, Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett, I'm Shannon, Big Mess Messer. We'll catch you next week. Be sure to catch a few fish out there, won't you? Y'all take care.